0: Hello and welcome to From the Newsroom, a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. The following are articles that were printed in the Monroe Evening News, forerunner to the Monroe News, in December 1919. Local banks deny the statement recently made that paper money handled in Monroe is dirtier than in most places. We get new money right along from the Federal Reserve Bank in Chicago, said a leading banker today, and we distribute it as well as possible. I see no reason why paper money should be any dirtier here than any place else. Of course, in making up payrolls and the like, it is impossible to use new bills. However, we have quite a supply of new money on hand, and when a woman comes into the bank, we always try and give her new, clean money. That this Christmas is going to be a regular one is evident from the huge display of toys and other gifts seen in Monroe display windows and stores. What with the Kaiser in Holland and the American Doughboy out of the trenches, Christmas last year was a festive occasion, but owing to scant advance warnings of events, there was little time for extensive preparations, and the war spirit still was noticeable in the display of gifts in the shops. But this year, it's going to be different. The Doughboy is back home, and it's going to be a never-to-be-forgotten Christmas with all the fixings, if the stores are any indication. Beginning tonight at midnight, the Monroe Industrial Plant and other enterprises are no longer classed as essential and, which depend upon the Detroit Edison Company for heat, light and power, must reduce the amount of current use to one-fifth of their normal supply. In a notice to consumers, the Detroit Edison Company informs the public that the responsibility of enforcing the requirements of the Fuel Administration is placed upon this company. The order applies to gas consumption as well. Consumers who fail to comply with order will have their current turned off on them. Stores are allowed, but one sign, frills and displays, must be eliminated. While there is talk of closing school buildings in other cities throughout the state due to the shortage of coal, the Monroe kids do not stand any chance of getting a vacation, as all of the Monroe public and parochial schools are well supplied with Black Diamond. Superintendent Spencer said there was enough coal on hand to last the entire year, regardless of how cold the weather may become. We always buy our coal early in the year, but this year we bought it earlier than usual, he said. The jovialest of all jovial fettles known to all the world as Santa Claus, arrived in Monroe over the detroit monroe Toledo Railway shortly after 2 o'clock this afternoon, and upon his arrival, he opened headquarters at Geckel and Martin's store on Monroe Street. When old Santa, all dolled up in a brand new red flannel suit, trimmed with fur and his whiskers as white as snow, alighted from an interurban car, he was greeted by hundreds of kiddies and a large number of grown-ups. While distributing bags of candy and popcorn to the youngsters, He made it known that he would remain here until Christmas Eve, at which time he will likely assist the Smile Club in distributing gifts, such as wearing apparel, eatables, and toys, to Monroe's poor. To keep the Monroe County Farm Bureau from falling into the same hole as the Chamber of Commerce has, $2,100 collateral notes have been signed by prominent men from all parts of the county, and money derived from these notes will be used to keep the organization in existence until a membership campaign is complete. A letter was sent out by County Agent Carr to show that the Bureau accomplished a great deal during the war period. Many associations were organized, which saved farmers hundreds of dollars. Monroe County has a diversity of agriculture activities. Should the U.S. Supreme Court rule on December 8, that's Monday, that 2.75% beer is non-intoxicating, there is a possibility of that strength of alcoholic beverage being sold in Monroe. If ruled, the sale of beer of that alcoholic content will begin at once. In fact, such beer will go on sale in all so-called prohibition states. We have been notified that we can get the heavier beer on short notice. The current state law prohibits the sale of beer of more than one-half or one-percent alcoholic. When Sheriff Barley was looking for coal thieves and tramps in the New York Central Railroad yard between 10.30 o'clock and 11 o'clock Monday night, he discovered a car which contained 20 barrels of whiskey valued at more than $50,000. The whiskey was bottled in bond and was being shipped from Louisville, Kentucky, to a party in New York. The car was standing on the railroad on East 1st Street. While passing the car, the sheriff detected the odor of whiskey. The car was carefully seated. The sheriff notified the Department of Justice in Detroit, and as soon as he made the discovery, he placed guards around the car. It was one of the biggest whiskey hauls made here since the state went dry. A windstorm of cyclonic proportions accompanied by heavy downpour of rain swept over Monroe late Saturday afternoon, and before it subsided, the property damage was estimated to fully $125,000. Trees were toppled over in various parts of the city and county, like small sticks of woods. Houses and barns were unroofed. Streetcar lights, telephone, and telegram wires became tangled up like a spider's web. Electric signs were blown down. Sewers became clogged and hats and umbrellas belonging to pedestrians who were caught outside filled the air. The chimneys were blown down, and branches of trees were strewn everywhere. And finally, the big community Christmas tree will be lighted for the first time early this evening. No formal ceremonies, however, will mark the lighting of the tree, which is the largest one Monroe has ever had. Work erecting, wiring, and decorating the tree was complete late this afternoon. Employees of Detroit Edison erected the tree, which contains fully 200 varied colored lights. The tree will be lighted every night until New Year's night. And Police Chief Frank House made the announcement this morning that anyone found molesting the tree would be subject to arrest. The last community Christmas tree Monroe had was shamefully abused, said a prominent citizen today. Practically all of the lights and decorations were carried away before the New Year rolled around. And I'm glad to hear that the police department is going to look after this year's tree. An effort was made to secure either the Overland Band of Toledo or the Ford Band of Detroit to give a concert the first night the tree was lighted, but this had to be abandoned on account of the coal strike and the shortage of labor. You just heard some of the headlines from December 1919 from the Monroe Evening News. For today's headlines in audio format, listen to the Monroe in a Minute newscast at noon, 3 and 6 p.m., Monday through Fridays, on Rewind 94.3. Audio production by Paula Wethington for the Monroe News. This has been a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. Find us online at www.monroenews.com, on social media at Screen Name Monroe News, and in print seven days a week.